the best journey in life is the journey of life exploring the journey of life from various perspectives and experiences can add a different meaning to a journey core pillar studio brings you these different perspectives through various monologues conversations and interviews explore and peel the layers to reach to your core on this journey with core pillar studio Hi friends back again uh, on the Corpilla studio uh, this is Achal AC and Don Milton uh, we today will be talking about the leadership in the current crisis times these times have definitely given us a new viewpoint into life we have had a different shares of experiences in our life whether it be it on the individual level or at a business level or at a societal level at every form of life you know in different ways have experienced uh the last one year in a very different way we are now standing almost at the end of this year and we have had different shares of you know we've all had our own share of uh experiences we've had our own share of memories our own share of uh shares of losses and and uh, of course the profits in whichever way we can count it businesses also have taken a toll individuals have taken a toll the life and livelihood has taken a toll uh, we would want to understand what are those traits today you know we'll be talking about what are the traits that have been uh you know which over the years where people have gone into crisis maybe such like these and maybe different ones also what are the traits that were uh, you know required and are essential to manage at an individual level or at a business level uh with this i welcome don on the show of corpilla studio uh, don is the ceo of growth by design based out of alabama hi don Hello AC, good to be here. How are you? How are things at your end? Another day in paradise. <laughs> Great. So, uh Don is situated in US, I'm situated in India and this is a beauty of technology that we are jointly recording this podcast for you. Uh the two different extreme viewpoints coming into uh this conversation which will be there talking about uh what should be an ideal leadership traits which may be required to manage the individual uh, as a leader and manage the business that individual is managing i know don you have been an entrepreneur all through your life and have had had a chance to run many different businesses i'm sure you have had your own share of crisis management at the individual or at the business level i would love to definitely hear from you what uh, you know are the traits that one should display uh you know as a leader in these type of crisis times what are your thoughts on that don well you know when you originally asked me to talk about this i was thinking uh you know i've never i've always been a pretty much of a sole operator in uh in life i've certainly had leadership positions but i've never like been in a company or large organization 
for a long time where I was in a, what I call a leadership position. Uh, I was a teacher for five years. I was a military officer for a couple of years, had a small group of people. Uh, you know, I've run different uh, organizations on a, on a part-time basis. So at first I thought, well, you know, I may not have much to add to this conversation. But then when I got to thinking, what, what is really leadership about? And really what I think about is leadership can be manifested in many different ways, but it's really about motivating one or more people to do something that you would like for them to do. I think that's really <laughs> boiled down to the essence of what leadership is. Like even in a family, uh, you know, the, sometimes the husband might motivate the family to do something or his wife or one of the kids, you know, may want to go to an amusement park or do something so that anybody can take on a leadership position. And it's just about somehow motivating other people to do something. So as I thought about that, I thought, well, how do you motivate people? There's a lot of different ways you can motivate people basically from a place of love or fear. And I think we've all experienced both sides of that. A fear motivation is basically if you don't do this like I want you to do it, there's going to be consequences. You're going to lose your job. You're going to, uh, you know, be in uh, retention. For, you know, all these fear-based uh, consequences. So I don't think, you know, leadership from fear, I don't think is such a good thing, although that happens a lot in all sorts of organizations. So really leadership from love, I think is more about. And I got to thinking about my uh, experience with leadership really over the course of my life. And, and I kind of laughed when I thought really from when I was a little kid, like five, six, seven years old, I was a leader in my neighborhood because I could, I could very easily convince people, other kids to do what I wanted to do. And, you know, we used to play cowboy and Indians or we would play different roles or, or even when we were playing sports, I was always the quarterback on the football team. I was always, uh, somehow people, uh, were willing to accept my direction. And I got, and I got to thinking about, uh, why, why was that? You know, I didn't really think of that. I was a leader. I didn't think that, but, but why was it that I could be in a group of eight or 10 kids and, you know, quite frequently, I would be the one to come up with what we're going to do, and then everybody would like to do it. Well, I think what it was is I had a very clear concept of what I wanted, and, and I, I was very focused on it, and I was able to communicate to other kids why this would be a fun thing to do and why they would want to participate. So, so, you know, I guess throughout my life, even though I've never thought because I haven't, you know, consistently been a, in charge of an organization, I didn't really think that, you know, about leadership, but really in different ways, uh, I, I've always, people have just gravitated towards me. So I think part of, 
maybe part of a, a trait of a leader is being really focused and clear about what you want other people to do. And uh, ha somehow you have, people have to trust you if you're doing it from love and not from fear. So we kind of need to separate that. I want to talk about leadership from a place of love and kindness and, you know, for the benefit of everyone. Uh, that's just what I'm interested in and have always done. I think leadership from fear, eh, not so interested in that. But uh, so, yeah, even I remember when I was in high school, I was very shy kid i mean i was i was sort of introvert i was always wondering about what other people thought about me and you know concern thought, i thought the world revolved around me and everybody was watching what i did but even even when i felt like that uh people still looked to me to to what should we do or you know so i guess i was a leader by default but then what happened in my junior year of high school i guess because I don't know if people liked me or respected me or whatever. I got elected to two positions that was going to require me in my senior year to be in charge of meetings, sometimes very large meetings. One position was the president of the National Honor Society, which had about 25 or 30 people in it. But, you know, to me, that was a big deal. And then the other one, I was vice president of a student organization, which involved you know, maybe four or 500 people. So when I got elected to these offices and they were not offices that I was running for, it's just like students voted and somehow I got nominated and I got, I got elected. Well, you know, of course that, that felt pleasing that so many people, you know, wanted me to be in such a position, but my main reaction to that was just fear, to total fear about public speaking, about being in the public so much, the public eye. And I really didn't know, I didn't really know what to do about it. But some reason my father picked up my fear. And, you know, I was about, I guess, 17. And I don't know how other people are, but for me, when I was 17, if an adult, particularly a parent, told me I should do this, then I wanted to go the opposite way. I was just stubborn, I guess. So my father, somehow, I don't really know how he did it, but he presented me the opportunity that he would pay for a Dale Carnegie, uh, I think it was called a public speaking course in the summertime. And it, 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 if he had done it a different way, I would have refused. But the way he did it, I, I, I agreed to do it. And I was very, I was very nervous about it. And I remember when it was, it was, uh, the class was uh, once a week for four hours, and then you had homework to do in between, and it was, it was for eight weeks. And I remember when I went to the first class, I'm 17 years old, I'm very introverted and shy, and there were about 40 people in the class, and they were old people, old, late 20s, early 30s. I found out later that, you know, many companies, sent their employees to these classes. I didn't know that at the time. That, that made me even more scared. All these older people, these authority people. So anyhow, the bottom line is, 
I was very, we had different speaking assignments, prepared speeches, impromptu speeches, and I was nervous the whole time. But what was a breakthrough moment for me, and I think really uh, enabled me to express whatever leadership uh, uh, traits that I have for the rest of my life, it, halfway through the class, it, they were going to do an impromptu speaking. There were about 40 people in the class. And they told you to pick a topic that you felt very passionate about and that when you came to class, you would have two minutes to speak, but you didn't know when you would be called on <laughs> and that they would have a podium up front and they would have rolled up newspapers by the podium and that when you were up there talking, they wanted you to really emphasize your points, get excited, get motivated. They wanted you to pick up one of those newspapers and, and hit it on the the uh, podium to make a point. Well, just hearing the instructions <laughs> made me extremely anxious. So anyhow, I picked out a topic that I was passionate about and I was okay talking about it. And I went to the class. Well, they called out the first person. They called out the next person. They called out the next person. I wasn't even paying attention to any of them. I was so nervous worried when I was going to be called and how I was going to do it. For some reason, after they called about eight or 10 people, I happened to look up at the speaker for the first time and I could see how nervous they were talking. But then what was even more of a revelation to me, I looked around the room, these other 40 people, the ones that had already talked, weren't even paying attention to the speaker. They were just relaxed. The rest of them wasn't even paying attention to the speaker. They were just like me. They were worried about their turn. So that moment was a breakthrough moment for me and really allowed me to get over any fear of doing anything and worried about who was watching me because most people don't really care what I'm doing. They're just worried about what they're doing. Yeah, Don. In fact, that's great to, to hear this story from you. But um, you, you definitely, while you were talking about these, uh, you know, traits, you did mention about some great words like love, fear, focus, clarity, trust, kindness. Uh, you you mentioned about love and fear. I, I personally believe, Don, that, you know, fear is not that bad a thing because when you are in fear, you definitely bring the best out of you. So, as you mentioned, while you were afraid of public speaking and you were, you were having some bit of fear, uh, you, you really bring the best out of you. Well, uh, having let me, said that, Don, let me make yeah. clarity. When I talk about fear, I'm not talking about anxiety. I'm not talking about the, the, you know, being afraid of something. I'm talking about, for example, if I'm a leader in a group of people, and I motivate them to do something because if they don't do it, they have adverse consequences that, that I make them afraid to do something. That, that's what I'm talking about. Not, not, uh, I'm talking about how you motivate people from a loving place or a, a fearful place where there's consequences. So it's a different, I guess, maybe fear. I don't even know that that's a good word, but to me, fear is any negative emotion, anger, frustration, anxiety, 
different than being afraid of something. For sure, I would agree with you on that, Don. Uh, leader uh, requires, uh, you know, ma- the major part of a leader or a le- leadership is to manage people, which is definitely a very difficult task to do. And doing it with love and fear, if you have to choose between both of them, uh, yes, it's like a carrot and stick story, which a leader has to play uh, at times. You've had your own share of, of, of crisis, managing crisis, and you you met with an accident you know while while you were at the at the peak of your business you you had different kind of crisis which were played in your role you had a big uh, you know accident where you were you were thrown into coma you came out of that that was coming coming out of that entire crisis uh, was a big event for you and, and it was i'm sure a big learning for you uh and and the crisis that we are facing today, even in businesses or at the leadership level or at an entrepreneurial level, Don, they're not much different from what you might have faced uh, during that time. Uh, what was the real uh, motivation for you to come back and 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 start your business again and and fight against it, fight against those circumstances and those things? What were the real traits, Don, that really came to play for you at that time? Well, uh, you know, I think it was basically just uh, accepting the situation that I was in, which I certainly didn't like having my body so broken up and, and, uh, you know, all the medications that I took and, you know, the fact that uh, physically for the rest of my life, I would not be able to do uh, some of the things I enjoyed doing. So, So first for me was just accepting that this is the way it is and not being angry or frustrating or think this shouldn't have happened or I should have done that or should, should, should. So acceptance was the first big, big uh, point for me. And it took me about, uh, it took me about six or eight weeks uh, to really accept the situation. And once I could just accept, okay, this is the situation I'm in. Then the next thing for me is, what actions can I take to change the situation that I'm in and, and then start taking actions uh, from a place of acceptance? And, uh, you know, in the beginning, I was in a wheelchair for several months. I had need help with everything, then a walker. And then it was, a you know, I had to go to lots of therapy. So it, it was acceptance and then taking action with, uh, no real attachment to the results. Like a lot of the therapies that I did, I I didn't see that I got, you know, as much benefits as the effort that I went into it, but just, you know, accepting that I had to try different things. And really most of the healing that I got was stuff I sort of figured out on my own, aside from the physical therapy or the chiropractor or the massage therapist, all these people that were doing things to my body that was certainly helpful, but for me, you know, most of the time I was at home and I had to figure out on my own what to do. And so I, I, you know, stretched myself as much as I could. And I was, I guess, persistent and consistent. And certainly I had, I had, uh, uh, setbacks and, 
you know, things that weren't going as fast as I like. And I would temporarily get frustrated or angry or, or feel sad or, but it would be very temporary. And then I would just get back to, you know, doing what I needed to do. So, yeah, I've had experiences certainly on a personal aspect, but I see, I know that you have been in the corporate world for many years. You've worked with companies. You've, uh, uh, you know, been in charge of different groups. You've had uh, many people working for you. So, so let me ask you from, you know, your perspective in the business world. I mean, what, what do you see as leadership traits that would be common in business or just individual life? Yeah, well, that's, that's a great uh, question, Don. Uh, just maybe I'll take a step back before I answer this. You just mentioned about, you know, uh, three major things that uh, you uh, decided to come out of the crisis that you were in. And knowingly, unknowingly, you really brought up some really good points, which the leaders today can actually, uh, you know, look forward and they should uh, try to do. Uh, you talked about accepting the situations and uh, you talked about taking actions, weighing all the options that were available at that time. And the last was the most important one, which was the persistent and consistent, being consistent on whatever actions you have decided for yourself. This is actually a recipe for, for managing uh, the crisis, uh, even for the leaders or entrepreneurs. Uh, acceptance, I would say, Don, is, is, the, is the primary thing. Uh, most of the times uh, where uh, the leadership might go wrong is accepting the real situation. And I would want to underline and uh, bold the word real here. Uh, we should not be perturbed by what is happening around us. Of course, a leader has to show his grit and confidence around and all that. But uh, accepting the situation in complete reality is also very important before making any decisions. Because if the things or the decisions are being taken at a very relative level, uh, for a leader, that may not be a very good idea. Uh, so coming back to the question that you asked me, Don, Businesses, of course, like you, and a question that, you know, we have been talking about at the individual level and at the business level, they're not very different. The, even the businesses are not very different from an, from an individual. Like we have our own body, mind, and core. Uh, the businesses also have their own body, mind, and core. Uh, so businesses, if you, if, you, if you ask me if I were to uh, put the, you know, various, uh, uh, various aspects into the body, mind, and core of business, I would, I would say that everything which is, uh, which is, uh, you know, uh, which can be seen or touched uh, is, is part of the body of the business, which could be customers, employees, products, and services. Uh, the mind would be definitely the processes, technology behind all of what you are doing in business, the strategy, uh, the leadership, of course. The most important part is the core. Don, and, and this reminds me of a book by Jim Collins, which is uh, Built to Last, where he had actually done research on, uh, on a few companies in terms of understanding how uh, they survived for more than 100 years and how did they survive the uh, First and Second World Wars, how did they survive the Great Depression, what was the real thing that made them survive these, uh, these uh, you know, uh, crisis times. One thing that he categorically mentioned in that book, Don, was the core purpose. 
the core purpose of the business for which it was formed was the main reason for these businesses coming out of the crisis of course while you accept the situation and you take those actions with all the available options that are available to you uh you may want to you may want to digress your from from the from the business that you are doing uh from the product and services that you are offering you may want to get into new products the crisis might actually force you to get into new products or your new services that's all right uh that that's part of the body and that's part of the mind that's absolutely fine but the core purpose which is there for which the business has been formed that should always remain intact with whatever new product or services that you may want to build up in these crisis times uh in my experience of of being a consultant into into uh you know for for business uh, for for almost about little more than a decade now and uh, i have had my own experience in working with various uh, industry domain organizations with my uh, overall experience of 2. Point, almost about 2.3 decades of working in the corporate i would i would say don that i came across uh, i had a chance to uh, interact work with a lot of leaders across the world the corporate business leaders across the world uh while having discussions with them uh you know it was it was sometimes i i felt that some of the leaders are so focused on profit are so focused on business goals that they are not very aware and cognizant of the core purpose of the business and once we did an exercise with them in terms of coming with coming coming to the real terms and coming to the to uh, you know uh, to the understanding of the core of business that's where the things started to change for themselves as leaders and of course as the business also so uh, these crisis times are definitely testing times for leaders business organizations employees everyone uh, from life and livelihood point of view uh, today we have been of course the businesses have been following the word profit for the last uh, almost more than 100 years now uh the new ask from the business today at least today as we are speaking in the present is sustainability how to be more you know just sustain these crisis times uh i personally believed on that uh, if the businesses uh in complete totality there are very well aligned to the core of business uh i'm sure they will be able to sustain these crisis times uh and the businesses uh, which are not connected with their core purpose uh their vision uh their mission whatever it is uh they might have you know they they might face face a very tough time going ahead uh, we should we should look at this from a very dis- different perspective this crisis is going to bring us a lot of learning don i don't know if i if i was able to answer your question on that don Yeah, I, th- I think you did. And, you know, while you were talking, uh, you know, I was thinking a little bit more about just, uh, you know, leadership traits uh, in general. And, uh, you know, I think a leader, first of all, if they're leading from love and they're motivating to do people 
because people want to do it instead instead of they're afraid not to do it the 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 leader has to have some sort of uh certainly clarity about what they're doing but but some sort of passion about it some sort of a a, a fire about what they're doing because uh, I think people pick that up. In other words, the people that are charismatic uh, and congruent, that you know, there can be some charismatic scam artists also. But but if you're coming from a place of integrity and honesty, you have to have a, a passion and a clarity about what you're doing. And people, first of all, they can feel that before you say anything. And then I think as a leader, people have to see that you're uh, dependable, accountable that you communicate, that you're congruent, that you're honest, that you're consistent. Because a lot of times I know when I've been in situations where I was either following someone or leading people, sometimes as a follower, I didn't really like what I was being asked to do, even though I knew the results would be good. It was uncomfortable. But because I trusted the leader uh, and, and what we were doing, I was willing to do things that were uncomfortable, not because I was afraid of any consequences, but because I trusted the leader and what we were doing. So those are just some of my thoughts off the cuff about, about and I think everybody has the potential to be a leader in, in different circumstances. Some people are leaders, lots of things. And some people like a kid that, that has a passion to want a certain toy for Christmas, he might be a leader just in that one role. <laughs> very true, Don. Very true. And uh, while we were discussing, there were some lovely, uh, you know, words that you had thrown while while talking about leadership. And I would I would want to uh, repeat those words uh, for the for the leaders who are listening to a podcast. Uh, some of the lovely words that that we discussed today were uh, were were dependable, accountable. Communicatable, uh, communicable, and uh, uh, love. You know, you talked about love. You talked about fear, uh, focus, being focused, having a lot of clarity, integrity, congruence, having a fire in the belly. Uh, that's 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 all put together. You know, makes a very good leader. Don. Uh, to have that fire, one has to be congruent. Uh, with the with the body, mind, and core of the business, uh, there are some very core alignments that are required, both at the individual and at the business level. Uh, that's very important for a leader to do all of that because leader is definitely uh, a person who is looked upon by the entire organization, and of course the competition as well. But very nice discussion, Don. Uh, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts. Uh, I'm sure uh, our discussion could uh, add some value to the leaders who are listening to this podcast. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Uh, let's stay connected and uh, let's keep talking for our other podcasts and bring some valuable information for our listeners. Thank you, Don. Thank you for being there on this show today. Thank you, Aisha. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Thank you, listeners, for listening to this podcast. Do like and subscribe to our Gorpila Studio channel to explore more the every aspect of life.
that we shall be discussing here. Stay in touch and see what we bring next for you.